Growing healthy minds, healthy bodies. Urban Roots is a Reno-based nonprofit that strives to change the way children eat and learn through garden-based education. They were founded on the idea that the garden is a powerful tool for improving academic instruction, developing healthy habits, and sowing a respect for the environment. From building school gardens to farms, Urban Roots is working to connect our community to the food they eat. Joining me today is Faith Ross, the Executive Director, a.k.a. Queen Bee of Urban Roots. Welcome. Thank you. So, Faith, in today's society, or even the kids you work with, when you ask them the question, where does your food come from, what surprises you the most about the answers they give? Usually it's from the grocery store. That's what we hear. Or we'll hear the really little ones, you know, from my mom or whatever, but they just aren't realizing where it comes from. Even eggs, you know, it's crazy to hear how many kids have never seen a chicken before. And when they come to us on the urban teaching farm and they see a chicken and we talk about, well, this is where eggs come from, their minds are completely blown. So it's, yeah, they just, they don't, a lot of them don't have any idea. So tell me why then is it important that we do educate children about the origins of their food? Well, it's it's all about getting the nutrients that their young growing bodies need to be able to be healthy and leave, lead healthier lives. Um, Nevada is, and Washoe County in particular, we're not doing so well on being over with overweight children and obese children we're actually higher than some of the nation's averages. If we look at our low-income schools, the schools that are receiving free and reduced lunch meals where 100% of the population is, and these kids just aren't getting what they need. We hear from teachers all the time that their students are stopping at the local convenience store on their way to school in the morning and grabbing a Coke and a, a bag of Doritos, and that's what they have. And then there's this thing called the hunger obesity paradox. Just because children aren't getting what they need, just because they're not getting enough food, doesn't mean that they're going to be slender. The food that they do have access to is often packed with preservatives, it's not nutrient dense, and it's causing them to gain weight and be lethargic. So this idea of bringing gardens into the schools, I mean, that's what your principles yeah. are and what you're found at all. So when you do bring a garden into the school, mm -hmm. what are some of the differences you then start to see or experience from the teachers, the parents, and the students themselves? Okay, great. Yeah, so from the teachers, they love that we're the academic ties that we have. So we're helping them be able to teach the concepts that they need to teach. Everything we do is standards aligned. And so they know that they can make their science lesson more exciting when it's tangible. When it's something that kids can experience hands-on, they're much more willing to be able to absorb that and get excited and then retain what they've learned. So from the teacher's perspective, they love the academic nature of what we're doing. Then we hear from the parents that their kids are trying things that maybe they've never even tried before to eat. Some of the teachers, it's been a wonderful partnership because they'll offer their students extra credit, for example, if they take these beets that they grew at school and then they bring them home and they make something as a family, if they take a photo of the recipe or of them 
cooking with our families in the kitchen, the teachers will give them extra credit. So we're hearing from the parents too. They love this because their kids are introducing them to maybe some things they've never tried before, like rainbow chard. But then the kids are being those pioneers in the family to let's eat these things that we grew. Absolutely, and I would think, you know, when you think of gardens, you know, so much can be done in just little square feet, right? Absolutely. So even folks that live in condos mm -hmm. or, you know, duplexes or apartments, they can still grow some fresh veggies on the balcony. Absolutely. You can, you know, use just a little window box. It, the opportunities are endless. You can grow indoors, too. And um, one of our board, our board president actually works for a company that makes tower gardens. So there are these aeroponic approach that you can have indoors. So you can grow your own food. Um, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be something that's unaffordable. You can grow it at home and get the value from all of those nutrients. Well, and absolutely. When you think of... You know, I, I was so overwhelmed this year, I couldn't even grow a tomato. Uh -huh. I will next year. However, I've been doing a lot of work. I think you know I'm a beekeeper, so yeah. I've been doing a lot of work in the yard to really produce a seasonal food product for mm -hmm. the bees, mm -hmm. right? And But just in doing that, you know, I look at, I want to grow the things that I eat a lot of, onions, mm -hmm tomato, lettuce, spinach, because when I go to the grocery store, I don't think those food have flavor anymore. Yeah, I agree, I agree. One of my favorite quotes from one of our students was that she will only eat carrots from the ground, not from the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's true, they taste different, they do, and I agree. What you find in the store nowadays, it's it's just been over-processed and over I don't know. Shipped, it's, you know, yeah. picked early. It's, you know, I'm not saying that everything is bad. However, you know, I can't grow an orange, but. Right, <laughs> right exactly. And there, yeah, there are definitely good things that you can buy in the store, but really and truly nothing tastes better than when you've grown it yourself. So as a community, what is it that we need to understand? So how many gardens do you have in the schools? You also have a working farm or a garden as well. Let's talk a little bit about that. So yeah. people that have never heard of Urban Roots that go, oh my gosh, it's a passion of mine. I love to garden. How can I give back? How can I support? And what is it you are doing so that people can go, ooh, I want to come and get my hands dirty? Perfect. So we do two things, really. One is our school gardens. So through our school gardens, we're building these modest raised beds at schools themselves. We place one of our teachers at the site. They are there once a week throughout the entire school year, teaching in the garden, teaching in the classroom. We also offer teacher training. So those teachers are learning how they can incorporate the garden into their curriculum. How we need the community support with school gardens is we often need groups to adopt the garden over the summer. When is school out of session? When is everything ready to be harvested? The summer. And so we would love if community members wanted to contact us to see if they could adopt a school garden and help out there. You can also help fund a school garden too. Um, we've had a lot of groups, rotary groups, they have come together, built the garden itself, and then they are the ones that adopt it over the summer. And then we also operate the Urban Teaching Farm. And so this is open year round, and every Saturday from 10 until noon, we're open for volunteers, and they can come down and get their hands dirty. 
And at that site, we have three high tunnels. And so a high tunnel is like a greenhouse, except the sides are soft. And so that within those, we have raised beds. They're 30 by 72 feet. So it's pretty massive what we've got going there. And that's our site for field trips, for day camp programs, and for homeschool programs. And so we see children year-round there. And so we always need the community's support and helping to volunteer. It's a really fun group activity to do. And that's right up, where is that? It's right behind Renown Regional on the corner of Second and Gould. Yes, so yes, I do pass that and it looks yeah. fun and fabulous. And do you sell the fruits, the vegetables there or no? We don't actually. No. So unless at one particular week over the summer, the kids do sell it. They run their own farmer's market and it's fabulous because they do all of the marketing and advertising for their farmer's market and they, they price everything. And um, it's a really great lesson on economics and marketing. Um, so it's really fun for them to learn how they can sell their own pro produce. But no, um, typically all produce that we grow at the farm goes first and foremost to our children. So any child that participates in our program is going to go home with a bag of produce. And then we also participate in the Food Bank of Northern Nevada's Prescription Pantry Program. So through this program, it's a partnership with Renown Health, the Community Health Alliance, and Northern Nevada Hopes. The physicians can write a prescription for those who are food insecure, have cardiovascular disease, or diabetes. And if they are identified with any of those categories, they're written a prescription. They can redeem the prescription at different food pantries for not just food, but medically tailored food. And then from some of those pantries, they're obtaining the fruits and vegetables from our farm. That's awesome. And I would just think also, I mean, what a great way to introduce children. You know, I love the term grounded. And where that comes from is actually being connected to the earth. Right. Right. So right. getting out there barefoot, hands dirty, yeah. understanding that, you know, when you're churning in dirt and you're watching things grow, there's a psychological, uh, almost a meditative effect when you're watering. I mean, what, Absolutely. Yeah. what do you see? So kids coming in and then by the time they've gone through, uh, you know, a year of working in the in the gardens, <laughs> are they calmer? Oh, are they <laughs> absolutely. You know, we've heard from some teachers that they use the garden as a reward. They use it for their students with with disabilities. Um, it really is a calming. I've, I'm thinking of one teacher in specific, her, one of her students has autism, and going in the garden brings him down every time. It brings him to a more level place where he's more calm and able to process and learn what he needs to learn. And then from when kids are at the farm, absolutely. We hear from parents all the time. They're going home completely filthy because they often do take off their shoes. We can't stop them. <laughs> they want to. They want to be connected. And they're completely filthy. They're completely exhausted. We hear they're falling asleep in the car ride home at five o'clock at night. And then they're very, very happy. It's just good for them. They're outdoors the whole time that they're with us. When you consider that American kids are spending less than 30 minutes a week outside 
just playing, not in organized sports or PE or recess, but just going outside and lifting up a rock and finding the creepy crawlies or building a fort out of sticks. Those things just aren't happening anymore. And when they're with us, we're ensuring that they're not only experiencing all those creepy crawlies and playing with sticks, they're learning too. And they're outside 35 hours when they're with us for a camp program. That's awesome. That's just excellent. We have to go to break. I come back. I'm going to pick up with Faith Ross, who is the executive director of Urban Roots. I want to talk about a new project they have going, the Teaching Kitchen. We'll be right back. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. Next week on The Sherry Hill Show, I'm speaking with Terry Fossey, who is an MBA and CPA with the Financial Educators Network, and we're talking about how you can choose an excellent exit strategy for any of your highly appreciated assets to reduce, defer, or eliminate taxes. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, having a great conversation with Faith Ross, the executive director, also known as the Queen Bee of Urban Roots. We've been talking about Urban Roots, and they have a teaching farm. They go into the schools. They build lots of gardens in the schools, but you have something new going on, which is a teaching kitchen. Let's talk about that. Oh, we're so excited for our teaching kitchen. So with what we've discovered, as we were talking before, what happens to the produce that we're growing? And I said, we send it home with our kids. So we're really rocking it on growing, teaching kids where their food comes from and how to grow it. They're, they're really understanding that. But what the disconnect is, is what do you do with it after? And we were sending home eggplant and rainbow chard and kale and all of these things. And we were hearing from the parents that they were ending up becoming a mushy mess in the bottom of their produce drawer in their fridge. Or they were just simply getting thrown away. And it was because the kids didn't know what to do with it, but neither did the parents. And so one of our goals is to be completely seed to table. So when children are with us at our urban teaching farm, they're not only going to learn how to grow their food and they're going to learn um, why they should be growing, what we're growing, the nutrient values that are in there, and then how they can prepare it into something that they'll actually eat. And then they'll be able to eat more of those great fruits and vegetables that they should be consuming. Well, as you said, you know, it's important to get these excellent vegetables into the home because you know there's probably other kids in the home too and the parents who have never you know understood how do I cook chard or eggplant which Mm -hmm. has great nutritional value so are the parents invited to come well um yes we were what that's one of our goals is to have workshops for families as well as well as those adults um but we're kind of hoping the kids are going to lead the way 
that they're going to be able to learn with us, go home and tell mom, I can make dinner tonight. Um, I just need some kale or I need some eggplant and see what they can come up with. We send recipes home with the students as well. Um, and so they will learn directly with us and hopefully they'll be able to bring it home themselves. But yes, definitely we want to offer workshops for entire family unit, units. So let, let's talk about how many kids are you impacting? Right now, we see about 3,000 children a year, and that's through our school programs and our farm-based programs. But we are currently limited by the number of students we can see at a time on the farm. For our day camp program, which is a week-long program whenever the school district is out of session, we can only see about 30 children right now. And that's because we're using one porta potty so part of this project that we're working on with the teaching kitchen is also restroom units. Once we get these restrooms and the kitchen in place, we'll be able to see 100, 120 kids a day. So is there a waiting list? I mean, I am guessing there's a big demand. Yes. Certainly not every school has these gardens. It's a fantastic resource to have this farm, and we love our field trips because exactly that. Not every school has a garden, and not every school can be able to participate in learning about gardening and farming. So come down to the urban teaching farm. You can come for two hours and accomplish so many standards that you need to do and give those lessons to the kids that wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise. So is it a goal to have a garden in every school? I would love if we had a garden <laughs> of every school. That would be amazing. Um, and the school district has been tremendous um, partners in this and helping to make it possible. Um, our approach is a little different because we place those teachers at the school and they're there all school year long. So we can only serve about eight schools a year. So maybe if we changed our approach or altered it a tad so that the schools were more independent and the teachers were doing these lessons instead of us, we could hopefully someday get to the point where every school had a garden. But we would love for every school to come to the farm for a field trip. That's something we can achieve. Well, and part of this is, yeah, you are a nonprofit. You really need volunteers. You need folks to help and support. Mm -hmm. And anyone that is as interested in food stability within our region or kids that are struggling with obesity mm -hmm. or homes that really don't know any different than a processed from a fresh, right? Exactly. What is it you would like to say to the community? How can they get involved? We would love for them to get involved. So I think the easiest way to start is to come down to the farm, get a tour, see what we're doing, and then get your hands dirty if you're so inclined. We love our volunteers. We are open every Saturday from 10 until 12 for volunteers to just drop by. You don't need to schedule an appointment. Come by and see what we're all about. We also have a wish list. If you think about gardening, what are some of the things we need? We need gloves, especially actually kid-sized ones, um, wheelbarrows, rakes, soil, wood, lumber, all of those sorts of things are things that we can use on the farm with our children. Um, we, need a, we need soil for school gardens, irrigation. Those are some of the things. We also have an administrative office, so even things like a ream of paper is helpful. So wish list items, those there is that that is on our website so you can go by and kind of see what we're looking for. And then yes, we are a nonprofit, so donations. Even a dollar helps. We're really looking forward to memberships. Members are can for as little as five dollars a month you can make a big impact 
and urban roots and what we're trying to do. And this teaching kitchen in specific, the teaching kitchen and restrooms, these are actually made out of shipping containers. Um, and so we're really close to our fundraising goal on there. We only have about $4,000 left from the community that we're trying to raise. And this is just shy of a $300,000 project. So that's amazing. We've done a ton since July, and that's because the community has really embraced this. The community wants this to be a hub for education, for seed to table curriculum and it's been amazing to see how much support everyone has shown us well and the the domino effect i mean if you are helping kids eat better and they're bringing that into the home we mm -hmm. know that affects their academics Absolutely. right i mean if i'm not hungry then i'm a better reader and i'm mm -hmm. a better learner which you know helps the community at large absolutely you can't learn if you're hungry because that's all you're focused about on is about how hungry you are. And so I would love for our your listeners to go to our website if you can visit urgc.org and go to Let's Cook. There's an entire video. It includes an interview from Dr. Kristen McNeil, our interim superintendent, um, interviews from Renown and from Chef Mark Este and from teachers in the school district, but it's all about why, why this is important, how we can help, and it will. It will have a spiraling effect as um, or a domino effect as children are learning to what they should eat. You know, they're going to pack their own lunches, so they're going to be able to um, grow their own food at home. And so these are some of the skills we want them to carry into adulthood. Absolutely. And so coming to the farm between 10 and 2 every Saturday, that's mm -hmm. every week of the year? 10 to 12 every okay. Saturday, every week of the year. Yes, even if it's snowing, we'll be indoors in one of our high tunnels working. It's actually really warm in there. Um, so, yep, we have that. If you have a corporation and you have a big group or maybe a church group or a sorority or a fraternity and you want to do some team building, let us know. Give us a call. And it doesn't have to be on a Saturday. We can see you whenever it works for your whole group. It's a really fun way. We just had a huge group of parents and children come this Saturday and they um, cleaned out our cherry orchard and they got it all ready for winter and you know in two hours they did a tremendous amount for us it looks beautiful it was a really rewarding bonding experience for everyone involved well and I would think that you know people that have downsized and let go of their gardens but miss yes. that yes. here's another opportunity to come out and do a little volunteer work and support Absolutely. the community and grow some fresh produce that I imagine as a volunteer I can take home a hunk of lettuce too. Absolutely. <laughs> we have people come all the time and they'll kind of just take their own little salad for dinner that night. Um, but uh, it's great. It's very rewarding. And like you were saying too, if you don't have that at home anymore and you are a green thumb, but you don't have to be a green thumb. We have an amazing farm director who's on the site. She's always excited to talk about what she's doing and share resources and knowledge, especially for growing in our northern Nevada high desert climate it's it's different so she she has a ton of tips and tricks that she loves to share awesome well that's very exciting I I 
have watched you guys for a lot of years. You're growing, Thank you're you. expanding, yeah. and you're really making a huge impact in our community. And so, yeah, definitely, if you're anyone, uh, a business, what a great, you're $4,000 short of That's your it. goal. I know. It's amazing. It feels incredible to say that. And so, um, you know, $5 a month, it will help us get there. So, Anything helps, really. So we're really excited, and we are estimating having everything complete in time for summer 2020. So we'll be ideally having the kids make their own lunches, too. So they'll not only come to our program and be able to experience day camp and, and all of the lessons that we do around gardening. Each week has a different theme, engineering, art, literature, science, all of them have a different theme, but all of all revolve around gardening and then now seed to table. Well, and the other thing, Faith, real quick, I mean, when you think of literally within 10 years, if we don't start dealing with the fact that, you know, we're not going to be able to feed everybody on the planet. Exactly. We're, we're really at a critical point in time where helping people understand that you can grow your own food. You don't need mm -hmm. acres and acres. It could be square foot gardening or these fabulous towers yeah. that... As a young person, the opportunities for my future in any form of agriculture or entomology, the mm -hmm. study of bugs, mm -hmm. being a beekeeper, any of that, I mean, it just opens the doors to possibilities where kids may not have thought about that before. That's definitely one of our hopes. You know, when you consider that the average farmer is 65, 67, and there isn't a workforce, there isn't one coming and ready to take their places. So we need kids to understand that this is a very viable way for them to make a living. And it doesn't have to be just farming. Look at what we do. We have educators. Yes, we have one farmer, but all of them are agriculture focused, but they're teachers. So it doesn't matter that ag is a, how you use it, but ag is an amazing way to go. Well, and, and also because it's not quite the old way, right? I mean, mm -hmm. with greenhouses and uh, you know, aquapon. I mean, there's the Absolutely. technology behind it too. And so what a great opportunity to expose these children and really help them understand it's not just about what you're eating on your plate is you can have a key role in getting that food onto the plate. Oh, you got it. That's exactly what we want everybody to know. You've been listening to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.